Welcome to PrevPod, the Prevention Works podcast. Our mission is to build a safe and healthy environment by effectively educating the community on positive life choices. Today, we're introducing you to ourselves, the show, and answering the question, what is prevention? This is PrevPod. Hello and welcome. My name is Trish Whetstone and I am one of your co-hosts of PrevPod. I am the Director of Program Services here at Prevention Works and I've been with Prevention Works for about four years now, which is a little bit unbelievable that it's been quite that long. And um, I do some of the education, the prevention education, which we'll address today. And I also supervise some of the other prevention educators, our amazing prevention team. And I'm really, really, really excited to be here today with my co-host and co-worker, Alex Rodriguez. That is me. Uh, Yeah, we are excited to be jumping into this today. Uh, This has been an idea that I know has been on my back burner. Uh, I I think in general, the two of us have talked about this, uh, something that we've really wanted to do. And with the current state of the world and the uncertain state of um, our role in schools coming up uh, with this, this next school year, uh, it seemed like a natural time to dive into this and explore other outlets to, to get our prevention message out there. So uh, I have been with Prevention Works for about two years, actually. It'll be my two-year anniversary uh, in about a week, uh, which is exciting. I am just a prevention educator right now. I don't have any fancy titles yet, but we're working on that. We so. are, because Alex is not just a prevention educator. He's kind of like our go-to tech guy, our go-to media guy, creative charisma guru, as well as jokester, as well as really a spokesperson for for a lot of the advertisements and media that we put out. So very, very cool that we're here today. And uh, what do you think? Should we jump right in with some Prevention Works history? Um, yeah, we can go ahead and jump into, yeah, Prevention Works. When we say Prevention Works, we're talking about our organization. Uh, it's the nonprofit that we work for. And uh, we used to be known by the name CASIC, which stood for the Chautauqua Alcohol and Substance Abuse Council. And I think just even saying that gives you an idea of why maybe we looked to change that. Uh, because we do a lot of our work in the schools with grades K through 12. And listening to a classroom of kindergartners or first graders try to say the Chicago Alcohol and Substance Abuse Council, it was a bit much. It was. It absolutely was. It was a mouthful. And CASIC often gets confused with CASAC, which is a credentialed alcohol and substance abuse counselor. And that's more in the realm of substance abuse treatment. And so to give you a greater view of what we do at Prevention Works, we thought we would answer the question, what is prevention? And that kind of brings me to our first point about prevention, and that is that it kind of falls on the spectrum of different substance use initiatives or different prevention or professions in the substance use field. So we have prevention, then we have treatment, then we have recovery. So prevention is preventing substance use or other risky behaviors before they happen or before they worsen into something that is of concern. Treatment is what we often think about, a counselor or a doctor or a medical professional working with someone who maybe has an addiction to different substances and helping them alleviate that addiction and get through that. That's what treatment is. And recovery is the part of substance use that really is the long-term management of a substance use disorder. So we say that someone who's been treated for an addiction is in recovery because you're not really cured. 
you're actually kind of going to just be able to manage your addiction and hopefully not fall back into addiction. But we call that recovery. And I believe, Alex, we might have some plans to dive a little bit deeper into maybe a little bit of the treatment world and recovery in future episodes. Mm. But today we're chatting all about prevention. All about prevention. Um, I think as we look through uh, this podcast and where we see it in what I am dubbing our first season optimistically. Uh, a lot of that work deals with prevention, uh, but there are hopes that as this grows and possibly gets out into the community, uh, we have uh, the great fortune to work with a lot of fantastic people, not only just in the prevention world, but in uh, the treatment and recovery fields as well. And the hope is to definitely bring some of those folks on there so we can talk about the different aspects of uh, not just prevention, but treatment recovery, that whole spectrum. Uh, of substance use and abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that I think is important to talk about as we look at what is prevention, uh, talking about what prevention isn't, because a lot of times when we either go into schools or talk with community members, uh, we get a lot of like, well, isn't prevention like you guys just trying to stop people from having fun? Isn't prevention like never doing it? So in order to clear some of that up, um, we figured we'd take some time to clear the air a little bit. Uh, Prevention is that initial piece, that part of uh, putting the right kinds of skills and behaviors in place so that treatment and recovery ideally isn't an option. Uh, Mm -hmm. We we want to make sure that we're doing the work on the front end so that we never find ourselves in situations where recovery or treatment are going to be necessary. Uh, So we look at uh, building life skills, uh, Mm -hmm. resiliency in students that we work with in schools across our county. Um, yeah. Well, I love what you said there, Alex, is that, you know, the idea not to put treatment and recovery individuals out no, of a job because <laughs> it's fantastic, amazing, super important work. But really, we love to view in our field, we're so passionate about it, prevention as an asset because it really can save communities money to not have to spend money on treating and dealing with substance use issues or other risky behaviors. So Alex touched base on some of the things that we do. We, we mostly provide education or awareness pieces within school districts and organizations across the county. And part of this awareness is what you would think. It's a little bit of education on drugs so that people really understand the effects of substances, how they affect the brain and body. So there is an awareness because oftentimes um, when we aren't aware of things, we're more likely to maybe make um, a poor decision about those things. So I think part of it is that awareness. And then the other part is building skills. And those skills, we call them SEL skills or social emotional learning skills. These prevent substance use, they prevent bullying, other risky behaviors. And that's the whole other part of this, not just knowing about drugs and alcohol and what they do to us, but that skill building. And I'm thinking, Alex, do you want to touch base on those skills that we sure. that we talk about? Yeah. Uh, when we go into schools, we, again, look to build uh, those social-emotional learning skills or, or life skills in general, things that you need to be um, an adult, an adult that functions in this in this world that we live in. Uh, and we look at things like goal-setting, uh, decision-making, the ability to manage our emotions, manage stress, um, and building and sustaining healthy relationships. Uh, all of those things we call life skills or social-emotional learning skills, and they're part of prevention, because 
they're so essential to keeping us out of those negative situations. If I know how to make good decisions, then ideally I'm going to be steering myself clear of situations uh, that are putting me at risk. If I know how to manage my emotions, if I know healthy ways to manage my stress, I'm not going to look at um, behaviors or substances as a fill-in for that. Oh, I'm, I'm so sad, I don't know what to do. All I can think of is drowning my sorrows in alcohol. I'm so stressed because of work, so all I can do is light up a cigarette, or I need to relax, I'm gonna to turn to this drug, or I'm going to turn to gambling, or I'm gonna to turn to whatever the case is. Uh, so we look to instill positive behaviors, positive habits ahead of time, so those negative consequences, those negative situations aren't even a consideration. Yeah. And that reminds me some of the, the things that you were just saying, Alex, about what prevention is, is the three pillars that we have at Prevention Works, and that is educate, collaborate, and motivate. And we talked about education, it's providing facts about drugs and also facts about different life skills and educating on how to use those life skills like goal setting, decision making, really what it means to be assertive, how do we be assertive, how do we handle peer pressure. Um, and a lot of that is that motivation, really empowering people to make those positive life choices. That's a huge part of prevention. So it's not really just coming in and lecturing at students. Um, what I love to do, what we love to do as we teach and we educate is really motivate uh, our students to take action and we do lots of engagement with our programs so we do lots of games and role plays and activities in which kids actually have to put themselves in different situations and work through it um, and even with our young students K through two or kindergarten through second grade we use our puppets mm -hmm. and those might make <laughs> just might make a guest appearance who knows um yeah and i guess the last pillar collaborate is that we do lots of collaboration with other agencies and school districts within our community so i think a huge part of prevention is creating a supportive environment for our students our youth our young people and our community at large so we have partnerships um, in fact, we are in some capacity um, in every school district in our county. We were this past school year. And um, we also partner with other agencies like the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, so that these kids are getting these skills in all different areas of their life and their community, as well as at home. We do offer parenting classes, so providing skills for parents is part of prevention. And we do have our PACS program, which is about really uh, creating great self-regulation skills and I'm sure the PAX team would love to come on. Maybe we can chat with them Absolutely. about coming in for an episode because that is a whole nother world of prevention, mm -hmm. which is so fantastic. So I don't know, Alex, do you want anything? add anything else about our services? Yeah, um, so I was just going to kind of springboard off of that. Um, you mentioned that we are in every school in our county, every district in our county in some capacity. Uh, so looking at what some of those capacities are, uh, we have... I don't want to say it's our main thing, but it is the thing that we do a lot of, or at least um, us, pre the prevention team, um, going into schools for what we call our two good program, and that is education, uh, age-appropriate education on both life skills and um, substance information uh, at grades K through 12. And like Trish mentioned, in the younger grades, we tend to use puppets. Uh, we try to use games and role-playing as often as possible um, in every single grade when we can, whether that's telling stories, um, having students act out or create their own stories, putting them in situations where they have to make decisions or think about what they would do ahead of time so that we can start to build those skills and build those habits. Um, I like to compare it a lot to a fire drill. 
Uh, we do it over and over and over again. We do it every single year, and sometimes we get students asking, hey, well, we did this last year. It's the exact same information. Well, yeah, because it's important to keep looking at it. It's important to remember, mm -hmm. to practice all the time so that if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, what do, what do I do? Like, I, I, I'm really struggling with this emotion. I'm in a situation where I'm being peer pressured to do something that response is automatic because you've practiced it, you've heard about it every single year, and you know exactly what your plan is. Mm, um, so mm -hmm. that's you know why we hope to target every single grade level as often as possible yeah. uh, in the districts that we can. Uh, we also look to do individual uh, programs. Um, I, I think program is the right word. Uh, with our Teen Intervene, uh, we look to do things with uh, just one-on-one -on -one uh, information referral services as well. While we ourselves are prevention focused, we don't offer uh, treatment or recovery. Uh, we can often meet with students to uh, determine um, how serious the struggle is and what resources uh, we might be able to provide to them. Uh, Trish, you have uh, do more work in that regard. Yeah. Uh, tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. So what Alex is talking about is kind of diving into what we call intervention, which is kind of on that scale, that spectrum. I went from prevention, then treatment, then recovery. And prevention, um, between prevention and treatment is something called intervention. And that's kind of kind of a little bit what you think about if you grew up watching like intervention on TV, where it's like, let's have an intervention and sit the person who uses drugs down and have them stop. That's a little bit more in the realm of like, we need to get this person treatment. When we're talking about intervention with youth and even the adult Adults. Uh, we do work with lots of young adults and adults as well. It is providing enough education, empowerment, and skill building to prevent them from continuing to use their substance. So oftentimes we see students who are mild to moderately using substances, meaning they might not have an addiction to it yet, or it hasn't really taken over their life in such a way that they might not need treatment just yet, because again, they're young or they just started using. And the idea of intervention is really preventing things from getting worse. So that's a little bit more in depth or intense kind of version of prevention someone might already be using or experimenting or thinking about it um, and we want to prevent it from getting worse or prevent them from using any more and maybe stopping now like Alex mentioned we do have two services teen intervene which is an evidence-based program and I guess I should say that all a lot a vast majority of the programs that we do at prevention works are evidence-based meaning they're shown through years of research to be effective we're not just walking into classrooms teaching kids anything pulling things out of nowhere they are curriculums and programs designed to really work because research has backed it over years and years to show this really does prevent substance use it really does build skills in the long term years later mm. now that's our teen intervene program we also have a service called information and referrals and that is where we provide kids or youth or even young adults with the amount of information. It's kind of like one-on-one -on -one education. And then we can refer to treatment or a mental health agency if needed. Like I mentioned, we collaborate a ton with other schools and agencies, um, including treatment and counseling services, to really provide a holistic approach to helping this youth or this young person, prevent them, intervene, you know, from using um moving forward. And that's kind of really our intervention services. I'm really glad you brought that up, Alex. Um, and uh, I don't know, what, what else did you want to say about that? Uh, well, in addition to our intervention services, in addition to uh, our Too Good program, we also do what I like to call auxiliary presentations, auxiliary services. 
Um, and those, that's a, a wide spectrum of what we refer to as one-off presentations, things that we just, we go into the school for either one presentation or a shorter uh, series of presentations, uh, our life skills transitions program, for instance, um, where that is four uh, classes as opposed to, uh, or four to six classes as opposed to eight, uh, which is our two good program. We're there for eight weeks. Um, so it's either shorter programs or just single one day, one class period presentations on things like healthy living, uh, looking at exercise, eating healthy, uh, getting enough sleep. Uh, that's our sport program. Uh, we do things like vaping presentations. Uh, that has been a big one in the last several years, um, especially because of the, uh, the vaping situation that we see getting more popular um, across the country. Uh, we also do presentations not just for students, but for adults as well, uh, not just our information and referral services, uh, but we'll do trainings for the community. Uh, we do trainings for uh, professionals as well, uh, faculty in the schools, teachers, uh, as well as other prevention professionals. Uh, we, we have stress trainings that we look at managing stress, um, creating uh, humor-centric environments, looking at building healthy environments, not just for our students, but for adults as well. Because if you are happy, if you are in an environment that you feel like you can take risks, you feel like you can be vulnerable with your coworkers and with your students, that's going to help you manage stress and, and be you better. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we try to cover a lot of different topics, a lot of different aspects of prevention. And uh, I think if there was one thing that I could say, what isn't prevention? Mm -hmm. It's not just drugs. Mm -hmm. When we say prevention, people like sometimes claim, like, well, my student doesn't need to be talking about drugs. They don't use cigarettes or whatever. It, it's not just that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Substances, behaviors, life skills, resiliency, yeah. um, it, it's all part of prevention. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Alex. Um, I think oftentimes when I tell people about what I do, what my job is, what prevention is, they're like, they always come up with the, oh, so like D.A.R.E., the D.A.R.E. program. And let me address that really briefly. Um, D.A.R.E. had a great intention, um, not trying to rag on D.A.R.E. and say that D.A.R.E. was a bad program. But the kind of premise behind D.A.R.E. was let's talk to kids about drugs. Let's show them what drugs do. Let's kind of show them how drugs are used. Really kind of giving students almost too much, a little bit too much of a graphic picture of substances. Kind of using scare tactics, which research shows does not work. So kind of of walking into a classroom and saying don't do drugs or you will die that is not effective it can be traumatic and it really there's no skill building involved right. um the kind of one of the premises behind old prevention programs like dare was the just say no and although we provide that as a perspective for kids hey guess what if your friends truly respect you you can just say no and that's okay we understand that doesn't always work so we provide a lot more strategies on how to say no how to get out of risky situations how to really stand up for yourself build those emotional skills so that we can manage our emotions and stress so we have ways to cope with life rather than turning to drugs mm -hmm. so prevention is not necessarily like dare modern day research evidence-based prevention is not just say no um, and like alex said it's not just about drugs at all it's about all those other um life skills and social emotional skills skills. And um, another thing of what prevention isn't is it's not just preventing an overdose from a drug. Mm -hmm. There are some people who might have this view that prevention is just using things like Narcan to prevent an overdose on opioids, for example. And that is not true. Oftentimes prevention starts in pre-K kindergarten. And even 
prevention in the form of awareness presentations like Alex mentioned can happen in adulthood. Um, it is not just about preventing overdoses or preventing people from dying from drugs. It's kind of preventing it from the get-go as well. Mm -hmm. So I believe that kind of covers hopefully what isn't prevention. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, do we want to just kind of wrap up with, you know, why prevention is, is oh so important? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would hope if, if we've showed anything, uh, we've showed a little, like the subtly maybe why it is important um mm -hmm. and yeah we can definitely go more into depth on why it is sometimes it's hard to see why it's important sometimes it's hard to see if it's working because when we look at treatment when we look at recovery we have hard results we see like this person was using and now they're not using anymore this person was using and now they've been sober for x amount of years 5 10 15 20. with prevention it looks different and honestly like it's it's a situation of no news is good news if we're doing our job right we don't hear anything if we do our job right then there isn't anything else to talk about and um, I know sometimes that can be a little bit tricky uh, especially when I, I and I don't mean this to sound like complaining I hope it doesn't sound complaining uh, when we look at other uh, aspects of substance use um, there tends to be more I guess more newsworthiness about it because again we can mm. see those reactions we see celebrations and that's awesome it's fantastic that people who are using are able to get treatment and recover but then a lot of the I feel like a lot of the attention we get as prevention is usually very negative if mm -hmm. we hear anything at all it's from people who are like well I think prevention is stupid I don't think it's worth it <laughs> or you know I, I think that you guys are just trying to stop people from enjoying all of these things that we have why should why shouldn't I drink why shouldn't I mm -hmm. be able to use all of these things and um, you know, it's it's important because, I mean, in the end, it's it's saving time and money, like yeah. Trish said, but it's saving lives, too. It is. Yeah. And, you know, kind of that proactive way of saving yeah. lives. And I think what's, you know, interesting about what you said, that the complaints that come about prevention usually yeah. are people who don't fully understand what prevention really is and why it is so important. Yeah. Because I think for every complaint that we have, we have two or three times the amount of praise from school districts and parents and even students who really enjoy and look forward to our programming and um, appreciate that we come in and we teach these skills skills every year like you mentioned Alex you know why are we learning this every year we learned about goal setting last year well guess what in the prevention world we believe that skills like goal setting and managing emotions are just as important than the math skills mm -hmm. as the math skills that you get every single year because they're real life skills that are going to help you throughout your life and um you know, maybe there are some times, you know, future episodes where we can talk about more specific outcomes of prevention or success stories. But I'm, I'm curious, Alex, do you think it's maybe time to kind of leave with one last bubble of thought, what we yes. call our Prev Bite? Yes, that our, our final segment we're referring to as our Prev Bite. And uh, like Trish mentioned, it's uh, a wrap up, whether that's a, a final quote, um, a fact, a thought, a question. Uh, maybe just a, a random piece of motivation for you to take with you over the next couple of weeks until our next episode. Um, would you like to share the prep bite today, Trish? I, I would love to. This is actually a quote from none other than Benjamin Franklin. And it says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm -hmm. So essentially, prevention works 
saves time and money now so that down the road, most importantly, we could save lives, we could build skills, we create healthier, um, more holistic communities of really happy, healthy, and safe youth and families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you said it, uh, said it really well there. I think we both of us really appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, and I know that our original goal for this podcast was 15 to 20 minute episodes. And we'll see uh, how that works. I think we've done a pretty okay job sticking mm-hmm. to time today. We might have gone a little bit over, uh, but that's okay. I think we're both mm-hmm. very passionate about this subject in particular. Absolutely. And let's be honest, uh, it's possible that this will happen again. Uh, yep. going a little bit over because we love what we do mm-hmm. and uh, we really look forward to talking about it. So Absolutely. Uh, thank you for lending a listening ear. Uh, we do hope that you are staying happy, healthy, and safe no matter where you are today. And we will see you in our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. PrevPod is an initiative of Prevention Works. It is co-produced by Alexander Rodriguez and Trish Whetstone. Our theme was composed by the Light Hearts and used with licensing provided by Artless.io. The logo for our show was created by Alexander Rodriguez. For more information, prevention updates, or to check out more of our work, visit us on the web at www.preventionworks.us. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe.